Hello, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. And today's topic is this, what I learned from a chess match with a six-year-old. Sit back and relax, and let's get started. So the first few weeks of the year have uh, had have found our our family battling the virus that shall not be named aka corona um i believe it may be the third time we've probably had it but uh regardless it has uh it it created a pattern interruption as we were starting to begin some pretty good patterns uh i was into a good solid streak of workouts and um everything was going pretty good and then oh yeah here's this so it came in through my daughter Annie Grace or at least that's what we think and uh so it led to a week of of some quarantine and them being out of school everybody's fine praise god but uh it led to a a lot of time together on the week of my daughter's 7th birthday my older daughter Annie Grace and so instead of her being at school all week. She was at home all week leading up to her birthday, which was on uh, Friday, January 14th. Now I was up early the day before her birthday and in she walked at something like 7.15, 7.30. I was having my coffee. She walked in and if there was ever a picture of a little girl with a storm cloud over her head, that was her. She came in uh, very emotional from something. And I said, baby, what's, what's going on? What are you, what, what's the matter? And she kind of whimpered and came and crawled, crawled up in my lap and laid down and got under the blanket, snuggled in and just kind of sat there. And I said, baby, what's going on? What's wrong? And she said, well, I'm I'm feeling kind of bad because I'm going to miss six. I'm going to miss being six. And I said, baby, why are you going to, why are you going to miss being six? And she said, well, you know, I, I really like the number six because it kind of looks like a swirl and the number seven, it looks like an ax. And I said, <laughs> I said, okay, baby. I said, you know, I, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that you might miss number six, but there's so much more to come. And, uh, you know, number six is going to be okay. Your sister will get six, you know, in, in, a, in a year or two or in a year. And, uh, you know, six is going to be okay. Don't worry about six. <laughs> and I gave her a minute and the storm cloud started to dissipate. And then all of a sudden she said, Papa, I want to play a game. Will you play a game with me? Now, again, this is another one of those moments where I have a lot of things on my agenda and playing a game that morning was not necessarily originally in the cards. But who am I not to um, not to listen? And that's one of the things I've learned is that um, our children are always bringing us messages from God. So I've learned to listen. I don't always listen, but I've learned to, to pay more attention than I used to. And so I said, sure, baby. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to follow this thread. And so she went upstairs. We went upstairs and she goes into the closet and points way up at the top shelf 
for me to grab this box. And I'm not sure what game she wants to play. Uh, but I look up there on the top shelf and I see a couple of games. And she's like, that one, the square box. And the square box is chess. For some reason, uh, on her last day of being six years old, she had been inspired to challenge me to a game of chess. Now, I have no idea where this came from. But we got the box out, and I set it, set it down, and she opened it up. And within a minute or two, she was already setting up the board. She had gotten out the instruction set. She was setting up the board with the, right, the, the pieces in the right places. And I, I was, frankly, kind of amazed at that. I, she had never done that before. But she had uh, gotten the, uh, the map from the, uh, the instructions that came with the game, and she just started laying it out. And then I thought, well, okay, we'll play this. And um, surprisingly, she remembered some of the basic rules around how um, the pawns operated and, and other things. And we start to play this game of chess. And I give her some pointers and some basic rules. But beyond that, she starts making some really good moves. And I find myself about 30 to 40 minutes later in an actual challenge match with a six-year-old who is holding her own in chess in relative terms. Now, uh, I'm not claiming to be any kind of chess player. I like the game, but I don't practice playing chess, although I probably am going to have to start. Because after 30, 40 minutes... We were basically uh, dead even in terms of where we were on the board. And the next thing I know, and while I gave her a couple of pointers, I didn't give her this one, I find myself in check. And then for the next, I don't know, five or six moves, she chases my my, uh, my king around the board. There finally became a moment where I was able to balance the equation and I was able to take one of her pieces and then, uh, and then put her on the run for a few minutes. But the things that I was starting to notice and what was most impressive was how she was starting to, to think beyond the move. She was starting to think uh, beyond the, the, uh, the one move ahead. She was starting to think two, two moves ahead. Uh, she was also starting to see the angles and making moves like moving the queen to keep my king in check, but not moving the queen within range of the, of, of the attack of another piece. So I'm kind of blown away by all this, but uh, the thing I'm also noticing is that she, her, her focus is starting to wander. She's starting to get interested in the, 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 the pieces and then getting interested in something off to the side, some other toy, and I just keep encouraging her and said, baby, just look, just one thing. I said, because if there's anything my daughter is, is she is competitive. She does not want to lose. And she only wants to win. And um, I framed it and I said, look, baby, if you don't keep your focus 100% here and 100% on the move and have focus on the board while I'm thinking about my move, because that's what was happening, is I would, it would be my turn. And while it was my turn, she'd go off and start to do something else. And I'd bring her back. I said, when I'm, when I'm thinking about my move, you need to be thinking about your moves and what I'm going to do. Don't be thinking somewhere else. Bring your focus here. I said, if you don't have focus, there's a good chance you'll miss an opportunity or you'll, you'll be vulnerable to a move I'll make and you can lose. That got her attention. But that was the biggest. That was the biggest challenge for her was just keeping focus, focus there. 
Long story short, this went on for almost an hour. And finally, there was a moment where I needed to wrap up the game. So she had done well enough. I was going to set up a move where, where you know, she could get the checkmate. And so I made a move and set it up where she could get the checkmate in probably two moves. And as I did that, she asked a question. She said, wait a minute, is this my turn? And she pointed to something and I said, yeah. And then she moved her queen. And in doing that, she had checkmate on a move she saw that I did not see. And so uh, she won. And it was it was a it was a beautiful moment. It was an incredible an incredible thing. And I started to think about okay, well, what what lesson could I bring from this? What, what did I what did I learn from this morning? And it reminded me of a couple of things. One is is that if I had not had if I if I had not been doing the, my work that morning, if I had been in energetic chaos to start off the morning instead of being still. And when she found me, I was, I was uh, studying the Bible. Uh, if I had not been in that pocket of stillness, I probably wouldn't have given her the space to get through her little storm cloud where she could have arrived at this thought, this inspiration to go play this game. And then in concert with that presence, that willingness to be aware if we hadn't brought focus into that game, into the chess match, there wouldn't we wouldn't have gotten this other piece. We wouldn't have gotten this experience. She wouldn't have gotten that this this uh, new frame on the value of focus. And so, what came away? What I came away with was the the power of presence and focus simultaneously. And when you bring these two things together, there are gifts that can only be found when those two things are in combination. The combination of presence and focus is a rare gift-yielding combination. So when I bring presence, right? So that's, what is presence? Presence is the awareness. It's the awareness. It's a wide view. It's an awareness of being able to sit there and be present with, with what's happening. I am aware of all of the things that are happening around me at a wide view. I'm not reacting to anything. I'm just there. That was step number one. But then the second part is the focus, the focused intention. I have a wide view, but now I'm focused on a single thing. The first thing that came in was my daughter. That was the first thing that brought my, I went from focused on the word to focused on my daughter as she came in. And then I focused on what she was saying. And then I, 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 that awareness, that broad presence had given me enough stillness to be able to be okay with following the thread of where this was going to go with this chess match. And then, of course, chess is all about both of those things. Ch- chess is about being present in that moment, but focus on the move or the next move or the strategy. So where right now in your life might a combination of presence and focus yield a gift? I'll tell you that if your workouts and your physical, you know, your, your, your physical workouts, if that's something you do, which hopefully, hey, you're January, hopefully you didn't make a resolution, hopefully you made a decision. By the way, two different things to heck with your resolutions. 
make decisions, separate podcast. But with your workouts, are you bringing presence and focus to your workouts? One of the things that drives me crazy is that workouts, a, a workout, a physical, physical exercise is one of the best ways to bring both of these things together, and yet people go to the gym, and what do they do? They put themselves on a treadmill and then plug in a TV to occupy their mind. There's no, they're, they're, they're basically doing, doing the exercise with no focus and no presence. I'm not present to what, am I, where, what I'm doing, and somehow I want to take my focus away from my body because I don't want to experience the pain. It drives me absolutely crazy. The worst thing you can do in your workout is to get on a treadmill and watch TV or get on and do something else. I, 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 I work out only alone. I own, that time to me is absolutely precious because of this, this game of presence and focus. Presence in my body, presence in uh, the spirit, but focus on the reps, on prayer, and on listening to audio scripture. That's, that's my formula. That's called the Spiritual Warfare Protocol. Separate podcasts about that. But it is a combination of presence and focus. What about in your relationships at home? Certainly with children, it can be very difficult to maintain presence because we're in constant reaction mode unless we go to work to build a reservoir of presence that we can bring to our family. But then also we've got to fight the war between our phones, our email, the work, the other things going on in the world, and the focus that really is the main thing that our children and our partners desire. That willingness to be present but then be focused on just them in that moment. And I would have, I'd have you consider that if you can bring that to any individual in your family, there will be gifts that will be revealed. There will be messages. There will be things that will be downloaded that would not have been available had you not been there, present and focused. And the same thing is true in sales. The same thing is true in every sales conversation. And in the same way that that one thing, that one moment of presence and focus is the thing that your children or your partner will value most, it's the same thing is true with your next conversation with a prospect or client or even a colleague. To make that person in that moment the most important thing in the world. No different than a chess move with a six-year-old who's about to put you into checkmate. That's what I got for you today, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis signing off from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. Coming soon, the book, The Sales War, uh, is on its way. You can find out more information, even download a pre-release chapter on thesaleswar.com. Thank you so much for listening. More to come.